Blog Talk Radio. See, I didn't do no intro this time. I I couldn't do the intro for today. Uh, Welcome to Define You Radio Classes in Session. I am your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. It is another Hot Seat Tuesday. I think we've been on a break for, what, a couple of weeks because Atlanta took it out of me and Queen Shannon, who I was fortunate enough to have her come to Atlanta, and we had a ball. You guys, if you're following us on Facebook, you can easily see the pictures and videos. Of course, I'm joined tonight by my hot seat co-host, Queen Shannon Shadon Ward, and our co-host, LaVon, will be joining us a little bit later. Make sure you are subscribed and connected to all things Define You. You can visit defineuradio.com and for my for our listeners, the move experience is on countdown mode. We only have 25 days left till we shut New Orleans down, bring it back up again, and go down again. We're going to drop it low, bring it high, and really create something really spectacular in New Orleans. So make sure yes. you go to ValenciaGWallace.com to get more information on the move experience. Yes, it is open to men as well. I've had people ask that. Yes, it is also for people of non-color. Yes, somebody did ask that as well. If you know anything about us as queens, we do believe in having a diverse community, and the move experience is very much a reflection of that. So get your tickets. There are still some different specials going on. We want to see you in the place so you can experience us uh, live. So <laughs> tonight, oh, Queen Shannon, you say hey to the audience. I'm so ready to jump into the show tonight, but Queen Shannon. I see. That's fine. Hey, good, hey, good evening, everybody in there. <laughs> Shannon, are you, are you rested um, from Atlanta? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm starting to get my wind back. See, I wasn't there as long as you, so it's going to take you a little bit longer to recover. And then I w- I'm an hour ahead. You're on the same uh, time zone as Atlanta. That oh, definitely yeah. threw you know that definitely threw uh, threw me off, and it was a lot of late nights, early mornings and stuff, but I definitely can't wait to the Atlanta Black Theater Festival next year. Yay! Absolutely. is on. And audience, if you are wondering, no, Queen LaVon did not show up in Atlanta. I just had to say that and want everybody to hear the bitterness in in my voice. Hey, Queen LaVon. Hello, everyone. (laughs) We were just re- recapping. Um, <laughs> we were just re- recapping uh, our re- the recovery process from Atlanta, and um, you know, excited about the ABTF next year, which I'm sure Levon will be in the building. Yeah. Yes, I was like, go, they can go ahead and post the date so we can start planning. October second. I am. Look, Shannon is on it. Yes, we. It was quite uh, an experience, and it kind of brings into play what we're talking about tonight. One of the things that I experienced at the ABTF, and I think Queen Shannon could definitely agree, was that feeling of community and and connection. There were some stars um, definitely in the building, but no one was walking around there as an island, so to speak. And that's kind of what we're talking about tonight. You agree with that, Shannon? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I I could have, if it wasn't for the traffic and the fact it was an hour ahead and I have a home in Louisiana and family, I could have stayed just for that feeling of community. Absolutely. We don't have that. no, No, and you don't see that. And it's sad to say, though, especially um, when you go to a lot of um, African-American things like that, but that it was so refreshing and just so like, oh, my God, everybody was just, you didn't meet strangers. 
everybody was just like, oh, we family. Let's, you know, let's just do what we do. Nobody was grandstanding. Nobody, you know, wanted to be seen. Everybody just did their own thing, but it meshed together. It was, it was like absolutely amazing. So did y'all feel like y'all had walked into like another world? Like y'all was not, it was just different, that different? Yes. Yeah. Very different. Wow. Let me add this part before I forget. Because I have to tell on Queen Shannon, okay? Oh, God. Here we go. Yeah, I had to, and I had to wait till we got on live. Now, <laughs> if you guys have seen uh, Guess Who with Bernie Mac, the young lady that played um, his wife, Miss Judith, I can't think of her last name at the moment. Scott. Somebody help me out. Miss Judith Scott was there the whole week. Um, not really incognito, but she was on relax mode, right? So, true story. I ran into her in, in the bathroom. I was changing clothes. Shannon went out to give me some carbs because I was feeling faint and was hungry. I'm in the in the bathroom. Me and this me and this lady, guys, she is totally awesome, I swear. Um but we were having like just a conversation about life and how to stay balanced and you know, especially in her position where people are like, I know you, I saw you in X, Y, and Z. Can I get a selfie? Can I get your autograph? Can I get so on and so forth? So real story, okay? Shannon texts me, I'm back with your food. Where are you at? In the bathroom. Come quick. Now, (laughs) now, Queen Shannon did eventually come into the bathroom and be, and I know she peeped game with what was going on. Now I didn't want to act ridiculously fanish and, and cause I know um, Miss Judith was worn out from, you know, having been there all week. And we saw, you know, the people asking her for autographs and stuff. And because where, when God opens doors, you want to know how to act when you get in those doors. So we were, like, in the door. We didn't want to act crazy. However, as a queen friend, X, Y, and Z, Queen Shannon should have snuck a selfie. Did that happen? No. Not a selfie or some sort of picture. Did that happen? No. LaVon, would you have caught the clue? and snapped a secret shot of me having this conversation with Miss Judith Scott. I need to know. Girl, I would have even I would have been pretending like I was taking a picture of myself or something, but it would have been on camera mode, recording everything. Yes. In my defense, in my defense, I left my phone in the car. I texted her. I was going to bring her her food and go back to the car with my mother. I that was all in my defense. So, um, listen, that's, that's all I got. That's all I got. I you, this is the first time I'm hearing Shannon left her phone. I was like, oh, my God. No, I, I, so I told you that. I said it's in the car. Girl, I would have been looking like, is Valencia's phone laying over there? I would have been looking for somebody's phone. I was trying not to like go on goof mode because, like I said, me and her, me and uh, Miss Judith, we talked a few minutes in the bathroom. I was changing clothes, um, and then we kind of went outside the bathroom and you know was talking real down to earth. Beautiful person. She, you could tell she was there to enjoy the plays and every and everything else. You know, she wasn't all glammed up and. There was no entourage or none of that. Just like, mm, you know, yeah, I'm here. You know, like, I loved her and, um, you know, that's that's not even the, the, that's the main thing. And I just had it to be known and on record. I did have a great conversation with this beautiful person that, and Shannon missed the shot. That's all I got to say. All right, I'll take so, that. I this one, I told you I left my phone, but I'll take that. I missed the shot. It won't happen again. Part two of Queen Shannon's antics. I'm sure you guys have seen the picture with her beautiful neck piece on. Now, at the Atlanta Theater Festival, the official jeweler um, 
from Black Panther was there. Okay? And so I, being who I am, and I love Shannon, I know her capabilities. I Honestly, I'm going to be honest. I was like, Shannon, you know, go talk to him. (laughs) Go swing your hips around a, a little bit. Get us some jewelry, man. Get us some jewelry. I didn't get my jewelry. Shannon did. LaVon, your take on this that situation. Hold on, Look, hold on, I wasn't Vonda. there, and I'm a little salty that I didn't get no jury. You're supposed Vonda. to get enough for everybody. No, LaVon, in my defense, what had happened was I actually went to buy my son a charm. I bought my son a charm, and then as I'm walking away, I saw a piece on the tip. I was like, oh, this is pretty, and I tried it on. And when I went to take it off, he said, no, that's yours. Now what am I going to do? Well, can I get, you know, two or three more from a girl? <laughs> no, you couldn't do that. LaVon, you got you to gotta choose a side. You have to choose. But did you see the picture? If not, I'm, I promise I'm going to find the picture and post yes. it on the Find Your Radio Facebook page of how Shannon is, like, showing the neck piece off. Posing with the it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the look on her face was, you know, I, I just wanted – you guys to know some of the behind the scenes things that went on at ABTF. Um, it, it was quite. It was great. The plays were great. Um, you know, it was it was quite an experience. I can't wait to next year. There's a lot of things that you know we didn't get pictures of or video. Um, you know, that's all I gotta say about that. And those were, move the, those were the best moments. <laughs> The ones we didn't catch, right, right. Yeah. So I'm just saying, LaVon, you have to choose a side here. There, There is a side. Well, yes. well, well, if I, well, if I can drop this one real quick, LaVon, her and my mother threatened to walk away from me and act like they didn't know me in Burlington. Now I'm done. Oh, what? And Which I'm officially adopted, just so you know. I'm officially adopted in the family, but yeah, just there were reasons behind that. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, so now that you guys know what we've been doing the last two weeks, uh, if you're keeping up with Lavon, she is car shopping. I am hashtag Team Dodge. Um, mm-hmm. That's my personal feelings. Shannon has a lot of great things going on. She'll be releasing her podcast soon. She'll still be Yay. on here, so don't worry. You guys won't Yay. get her, but I'm very proud. That's what making moves are about. You know, LaVon has a, a a lot of – LaVon is like one of those people. She's always doing stuff and posting stuff. And I know one of the things I see um, that you're heavily promoting is uh, ServeCon. And yes. also your book. Yes. Of, what, a month ago, two months ago, maybe? Mm-hmm. July 28th, I think it was. Yeah. Was it? Seemed like it was more yeah. recent than that. Mm-hmm. So it, it was July. the end of July. Well, so if you yes. haven't listened to the show, you know, make sure you support the queens you're listening to. This is how we make it happen. Um, make sure we're all connected because this is what building a community is about. Now, real talk time. Hopefully, it won't get ugly. I don't know. I may be a little in my feelings. But tonight we are discussing two popular sayings. You guys have all heard it, seen posts, whatever. One's old and one is new. People say it more often. I've said it myself. But we're talking about it takes a village to raise a child. And I kind of did a little research, right? So because we always heard it, never knew where it came from. I didn't do as in-depth research as Queen LaVon does, so please do not compare my research to LaVon's research abilities. (laughs) Hashtag amen. (laughs) Hashtag amen. You know, LaVon, LaVon, come with it. Um, But it's an African proverb. I didn't know that part, okay? And it basically means 
that it takes an entire community of different people interacting with children in order for a child to experience and grow up in a safe environment. The villages would look out for the children. This does not mean an entire village is responsible for raising your children and or the children of a crowd. And this was according to Wikipedia. And when I look at that, I think about, you know, one of the reasons, because I did live in Marietta, which is a little outside of Atlanta. I moved there in 96. And I was there long enough to get pregnant, okay? Then I moved back to Louisiana in 97 because the daycare and cost of living was too high. But one of the reasons why I moved back home was because I had my great-grandmother and family that I didn't have to worry about putting my son in daycare. So when I think about the village raising the child, I think about those things, you know, the family coming together to help where it's needed when it's raising when it comes to raising your your kids, LaVon? Absolutely. I absolutely agree because, and I think a lot of times I look at it as coming back from during the time, especially think about during slavery when you had to depend on your neighbors to look after your kids. You know, even us growing up, like you said, you knew you had your grandmother, you know, you know you had your aunties, but that there was always wisdom. To me, it was a time when wisdom was passed down, if you think even back to the Indians, where things were communicated. There were not a lot of written word to have the information from the family's um, geology why did I say geology? Geology passed down. It was communicated. And so that's how it just started. And I think it was just one of those things that we've gotten away from because people have become so secluded now. Mm. Shannon, your thoughts on, on the village with raising raising your, your um, kids? I would have to say I agree with both of you all um, because I know currently even with my son, um, you know, being that his father passed when he was three, you know, every day I say, well, thank God, you know, for, you know, my five, uh, my six brothers that I have, the five that are close that, you know, help out or they're there to, to make sure that he, he's, you know, being reared as a, as a male. Um, you know, my mother helps out. You know, I have a, I have that help. I have that, that foundation for him to understand that what life is about and all those things. Um so I mean I say I after that absolutely, absolutely agree. And I ha- and I agree with Levon um on the point that, you know, most people now just let me do me, let me do my own. Um and mm-hmm. I remember I remember it and it didn't even really just start now, but it's actually um some years ago that I actually heard somebody somebody make the comment, you know, it takes a village and somebody said, Well, no, I got mine because I don't trust all those people in that village to be, you know, coming for my children. Oh, wow. So, you know, it, it, yeah, it was, it was, it's so I don't, I'm wondering, for me, it's like, well, where did the disconnect start? Where did, you know, where did it actually really start to change that we don't want people, including people in your family, to say something to your children, you know, or, or, you know, helping that man. So, I mean, like I said, I agree with both of you. It's, 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 it's Weird to me, and where did it start? Where how did we get to this point that we're at today? Mm. I would say I would I would say I partially agree with the comment you just made that you heard somebody say, because honestly, like me being one hundred, um, uh, if I had a child today, oh, I would have to stay at home I, because what I know about the village. Like the the village, I don't know if the village, quote unquote, is less safe than it was then, but the village has changed from 21 years ago. The intentions on the village, the people in the village, like those things, so to speak. Um, and it wasn't, I know, and I'll be honest, one of the issues I had uh, with my great-grandmother and my grandmother, Cameron, he wasn't a, a, a bad child. I don't believe there's no bad kids. He was very active, okay? We'll use those, that term. Sounds good. Um, and they understood that. I didn't whip Cameron. That was, like, totally against that part. 
So I was even very selective with who I allowed to watch Cameron because I don't believe in whippings. I don't believe sometimes we hear the village say crazy things to their own kid. So you have to sure. even be mindful of what the village may be saying to your kid when you're not there. When I would send Cameron somewhere, I would send I would pack up his own food because he's he's always been very selective. So it's almost with that saying like you you think about does it really depend on your village and can you trust the village i didn't trust the village i know my i know my village was a handful of people i don't know if that's enough to call it a village but i could honestly say if i had a kid today there would be no village honestly I I would have to stop everything I'm doing to raise a child because uh, the village has changed. I think I dropped the mic on that one. (laughs) You you dropped dropped the mic on that one. I mean, it's the truth. It is is the absolute truth. And and to your point, though, then again, to me, it all stems around, and forget even just your family that you count as blood, but it stems around who are you surrounded by. Because if you're surrounded by somebody that you can say, well, I wouldn't trust them with my child, that's a problem. Mm. To, you know, to me, I, to me, that's the way I see it. And um, I want to say with one of my two big sisters here, it was either LaVon or you, Valencia, that said, um, when you're, even when you're, it's like even dating a man. It's the same way if you're dating a man and you have a son, you'd look at that man and say, is this somebody that I want my son yeah. to pattern after? And it's the same thing. Is this the type of influence that I would want around my child to start with? Whether it's blood, whether it's just friends, you gotta, you need to pick and, and verify, like, are these even the right people for my life? Because if I feel, well, they're not, and I don't want them to mess with my children, then they probably shouldn't be, you probably shouldn't even be intermingled with them because that means there's something that you know that's not quite mm-hmm. right about them. And then at the, at the, in the long run, then what does that say about you? Mm. I'd have to move for my village. I'd have to move for my next child, Valencia, the third, because um, my niece is named Valencia Jr. So if I had a Valencia the third, I'd have to move and build her a whole village. LaVon. <laughs> I mean, that is... Very deep because I mean, and I I can count I understand where you're coming from because if you look at it, the dynamics of the world is so much different. But then we also have to think about we can't say some of the things that are happening now didn't happen then. It's just that now right. we have the resources that are available that makes everything right here in your face. But I can I I can agree because I can say for myself that when I had my kids, and I mean, you know, this was in 94 and 96, 94 and 96, you know, I mean, that was the decision that at that time my husband and I was, I guess, was raised a little differently, but he wanted, you know, me to stay home. And I was, like, fully working and employed, but he, he you know, just didn't want anyone and everybody, you know, kids in daycare. But I look at it now, you know, even with my kids now, my our, our our community or our village is pretty tight. You know, there's very few people that I can say I truly 100%, you know, will trust my kids. I know they're going to have my kids' best interest. You know, I know that if my kids are doing wrong, they're going to chastise them, and I don't have to be in fear that, you know, that they're going to harm my kids or that they're going to damage my kids in any kind of way. And I think that's what it is now the way we have been the as the generational generations have you know grown from our grandparents to our parents and to us the kids now the way they are living their lives a lot that's going on where it's all of about me mentality instant you know microwave mentality it's like, can you can I trust you to be fully concerned that did my child eat? If you're only thinking about, well, I got to make sure I eat. You know, if your child if it's something left, it's it's different. I'm with Valencia. I feel like I probably almost would have to build a new society for my child. <laughs> and y'all know my plan is, you know, 
is uh, adopting, you know, within the next two years probably. Um, so, hence, one of the reasons why I do what I do, I'm trying to leave a do some good. So when I adopt the child, oh, you know, yeah. Um, hence, you know, my, my start with Casa being a child advocate, seeing different things, I know that's the way I want to go. Um, don't quote me, and if this show airs, if somebody's listened to this show in 2020 and it hasn't happened, I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> but that that is the the game plan. Like we've even discussed discussed that. So yeah, uh-huh. uh, did I just drop another mic? So I'll probably be going <laughs> to Jacksonville, Florida. To right, come on. look, I gave your whole your whole location, Shannon. I'll probably <laughs> so Shannon could be a great aunt um, and babysit. Mm-hmm. Get the child through the uh, diaper stages. My, wait, my, wait, you know, <laughs> wait, oh. the diaper stages. <laughs> I love you, though. I, I, I love you too. I don't know about diapers and stuff. It's been ten years now. Oh, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't think we're we gonna, we gonna have to, you know, tell you. We're, we're gonna discuss and sign contracts in regards <laughs> to this potential adoption. Lord, Lord I know. Help us say to Jesus. <laughs> now, both of all, all of us have grown up with that type of mentality and hearing that, you know, as kids, we all had, you know, brothers or sisters, cousins, so on and so forth to play to play with. We had aunts. Like, we had mm-hmm. a village, right? So yeah, being that we grew up in that, with that village, but you, but you see today, like LaVon mentioned, that it's all about me mentality. We see things that say my circle is so small it it has become a dot. You know, mm-hmm. is that is that healthy? Like, what does that really mean? Like, how did we go from raising, uh, you know, being raised a child in a village and having a village where we raise our child to grown queens and kings that rolling alone because we don't. Like our circle is a dot, Shannon. Wow. Mm. So here's here's. I mean, I see why some circles can become dots, and to a degree, I would I would say, yeah. Some people looking at who they who their circle was, it needs to become a dot. Um. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's just still has something circle, like has your circle has your circle become a dot? Absolutely not. Absolutely mm. not. Um, it's not as big as it was, but it's not a dot. Um, and 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 honestly, more so, my circle has changed due to due to my my goals of life, where I'm where I'm going in my life. So in that mm. sense, it's changed from who I, you know, the, just the let's go to work, let's have fun, party, chick, group, uh, circle, to no, I'm trying to build something here. I'm trying to leave a legacy. I'm trying to show my son, you know, how to move through life in business. So the circle's changed. Um, the dynamic, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I, 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 honestly, I still have to say, I think a lot of the circles are becoming dots now because, and to be honest, the people that are saying it, if I, if I can just step out on, on the edge here, because y'all know I, I like the teeter-totter across the, the line here. Some of the people, not all, but some of the people saying that your circle has only become a dot because the people that were part of your circle either wanted to do better and wanted you to do better and you didn't want to. And you sure. want to continue mm-hmm. to live a life of less than what you should be living. And because, oh, they want me to do this, they want me to do that. No, they're trying to get you to step up your game a little bit maybe. Or they're trying to help get you out of the mindset that you're currently in or, or whatever the case may be. And to be honest, I have to tell you all, sometimes I look at, well, a lot of times I look at some of these children and my question is, who raised them? Mm-hmm. Who is raising them? Like, quick story today, today, 
just today at work. Now, let me tell you, I got in 10,000 steps before 4 o'clock, and I have a sit-down job. So help me understand why I'm trying to eat lunch, got my nice, fresh salad. I'm enjoying my salad. Um, uh-huh. And the band, the door swings open. Oh, my God, they're fighting. What? Oh, what? Now it's, it's four of us sitting, having trying to have lunch, and we all now have to take off to go run what's happening. When we get out there, first of all, I have a problem that it's young ladies. I don't, I don't understand why are we females acting like this? Who's raising these females? And to me, when I look at it, this is that, that missing factor of those grandmama raisins and great-grandmama raisins, because those can be told. You can tell that every time. When your grandmama and great-grandmama yeah. raise you, you can tell it. And, mm. and I'm looking at it, and as I'm trying, we're, trying, we're breaking them up, and we're saying, all right, well, I need you to come in this office. Don't touch me. I'm t- Wait a minute. And, and see, now you got, my, you got me ready because I'm saying little girl in my mind, little girl. <laughs> I don't know if you think I am. <laughs> But I'm trying to maintain professionalism here. And the only thing I could step back, and even as I was talking to one of our clients, and he said, and it was sad to me, he said, you know, I have never in all my life understood where females have so much more testosterone than men. The men used to always fight like this. Every day, every other week, it's like a female fight. And the thought is, thank you. And the thought is, wait, what happened? Raising them. (laughs) <laughs> I have questions. We won't go. We won't go into all of that. <laughs> okay, but, but see, but, see, but then it's funny you said that because the fact that you even stepped in to to break it up because a lot of people were like, I know. Because mm-hmm. you know, like, let's be honest. I don't know that I would break up a fight between. Two grown people. I don't know that I would do that because then, you know, think about like when you were in school and got in a, and somebody got in a fight and teachers would try to break it up or the principal and they end up getting hit too. And then the fight would take a whole other level. The community has crashed. But I, I love that you said that and it's, you you see that, like, even if, when you see um, different headlines and, you know, people getting killed or, you know, fights or whatever from stuff that people had posted on, on social media and people that know each other, you know, go to school mm-hmm. with each other, once were friends. I remember a couple of years ago I had the um, young lady on the show and the video of her getting getting beat up went viral because um, probably mm-hmm. because she got beat up by a a girl whose name was Sharkeisha. I and I'll have to go back in the recesses of Define You Radio to find it, but it was very interesting because her and the young lady used to be friends, and they stopped being friends, and then you know it was a whole situation with that. So I just thought that was a very interesting to to add um with building building a community i think we can't build a community until we build ourselves and that's that to me is like one of the number one issues you know i can't build you up as a queen or be friends with you if if inside I'm not I don't feel like a whole person then yeah it's easy for me to be jealous of you and hate on you and you know all of those things that's I think the community is is broken because the community hasn't fixed what was inside so it's easier to point the finger at everybody else and I'll pass the mic to LaVon whoa (laughs) whoa that's a I mean that is a lot but I'm kind of, I was thinking about what Shannon was saying, and I, it made me think of this question, so brace yourself. We're, thinking, we're talking about, we talked about the person who didn't, they're saying that their village is now a dot, and that maybe it's not that their village has become a dot, it's maybe it's that everyone has left them, and that they're mm. just standing there alone. You know, and sometimes it's easier to say, you know, I'm the strong, independent person, you know, so I don't need anybody. So it just made me start thinking also with, you know, 
as the family's dynamics change, you know, you think back to where there was a two-parent household, you know, the um, and actually Robin um, had posted this. I was reading her comment. She posted about what we were talking about um, on Facebook. You think about the standards that we had years ago when it came to the family and that how that has changed. You know, you didn't mind sending your kids to stay with someone else because, you know that they family was they believed what you believed they um they went to the church that you went to. you all felt like y'all was having the same standards, the same goals. but if you look at now and it made me think about with that circle getting smaller, where the family dynamics changed, and so now you have these women that feel like, well, I have to prove to someone that, you know, I can be super mom, I can take care of my kids, you know, I can work, I can provide. So I don't want to have a village because I want it to the accolades or I want the pat on the back or I want Mm -hmm. to say I did it all myself. You know, I raised my kids. I didn't need your help. You know, I don't I want to be able to say that, you know, even if it's just to prove to the guy. You know, see there, I didn't not only did I not need your help, but I didn't need my mama to come and take care of me and I didn't need my aunt. I didn't need I just to have that mentality that I did this, I'm proving that I'm stronger or that I'm better. Lavar just went real deep in She really did. She really, really, really Really did. Um, wow. I Didn't we do a show talking about that um, where we kind of mm-hmm. touched on the, the destruction of a family unit or, mm-hmm. or something like that and how, okay, uh, I, I could have, yep. yeah, I thought so. Um, we did. It, it's true. It's, it's definitely true. Um, and I think that if it's hard to know how to, build a, a community, so to speak, or a circle of friends when mm-hmm. your your initial village had gotten burnt down. Mm-hmm. And and I'll be like I'm gonna be one hundred percent honest. Um growing growing up when I was here in Louisiana, I had the village. I have third, fourth cousins whose names I knew. Then we kind of moved away, and mm-hmm. I was in California for many years. So when I moved back to Louisiana, the village has changed because I, I no longer fit in the village because I had a uh, a different, quote-unquote, swag about me because I wasn't no more Val, you know, in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I had moved and did a lot of stuff, you know, many, many years in California. So I changed. So even how my village related to me was different. Mm-hmm. So I I internally and externally, physically, mentally, emotionally felt rejected from the village. So then I, I left the village, right? So then when I look, at, to look at that, and I, the reason why I say that is because I I kept my world very much that way because when the village makes you an outcast and you said, okay, well, Mm -hmm. bump you too and leave the village, it makes it harder to want to build a community of friends to be a circle with that part, especially dealing with with other people. And I'm not just talking about women. Building that, that circle was always a struggle for me because of the simple fact that the village I was born into put me out. So how can people I wasn't born into really have my best interest in heart at heart for us to become a circle, Queen Shannon. Whoa. <laughs> so whoa. we just dropped the mic everybody just dropped the mic all over the place. I know. I'm like, whoa. This, this is what happens when we take two two weeks off. This whoa. is what happens. Everybody deep. I see. Oh, I mean I, I can honestly, and, and Valencia, you brought up actually a really, really good point because if the circle, if the pretty much the circle has, to some people, the circle, the initial circle has failed them. Yeah. They don't even know what a circle is. They mm. don't know how to trust, who to trust. They don't know what it looks like to say, I've got these people supported me. I know that these there are people that got my back. I know if, if you've never had that in, in, from, from your initial stages of childhood, you'll never understand that. 
So then again, it still takes us back to what LeVon was saying, how, you know, you have, and, and, and let's say, let's say it's one of these the mothers that, you know, to prove to everybody I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna do all this. So now you have this sheltered child that you don't let go out. You don't let anybody watch them. You don't let them hang with their cousins. You don't let them do anything because you feel you have to prove something. So now you've created this child also that has no idea of what it is to have a circle to depend on. But they only mm-hmm. they're only saying, "Oh, my circle's so small as a dot," because you hear the terms about a circle. You hear all the the, the you know the the language and everything about it. So, yeah, you make this, oh, I only have a dot. But you don't know anything more than a dot. You oh, only know wow. you. Because that's all your mother showed you was you. And it makes me think because, honestly, sometimes my son works on my last nerve with everything that he does. <laughs> everything, it, it can be me and him, but he feels he has to include his family every time. You know, every mm. single time. Um, matter of fact, when I when we went to, I mean, my mom went to the Atlanta Black uh, Theater Festival, and his his words to me was, "Okay, well, when you take grandma and you do that, but then when you come back, the whole family is going to do something for her together, right?" So wow. he's always understanding this inclusiveness of I have all of this around me. I have cousins that that I play with. I have you know my grandmother, my grandfather, my godfather, my uncle, my aunt. My, you know, my baby cousins mm-hmm. that, that look up to me. So he has that, so he'll always know what that feels like and, and, and know what it is to have that surrounding. But, like, to, to the point that you both made, if you've never had that, you don't know mm-hmm. what to look for in a circle, so you're really just making a comment that I have a dot based off of what's popular to say and what's cute to say, but in all actuality, you really don't even know what it's about. Wow. Mm. LaVon. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, wow. This deep. I, all I could think when you were saying is that is a saying that I've said before is when those that were sent to help you hurt you. Thinking about what Valencia mm. said, when you have those people that were supposed to be there, that's supposed to help you and be there for you when they hurt you, how can you trust somebody else? And, you know, Shannon, you're correct. How, what do you, you've never known anything different. And I think that's one of the things about it takes a village. Those people that have the village mentality, it goes back to what I said at the beginning, it's something that was taught. It's not written down. It's transferred from generation to generation. I look at it, my and Shannon, my kids, you know, they are just like you, like you say your son is. My, I call my cousin's kids, call me aunt. They don't even look at, well, that's my mama's cousin. That's how close our family is. That's my aunt. You know, I call them my nieces and my nephews. My kids, they all know each other. They that so I want that we're teaching, and I mean, we're really teaching that to them, that you got your family, this is family, we eat together, we play together, we take care of each other, even if we don't see each other for months. It doesn't matter if it's been a year. When if somebody calls, we're there. We need, oh, they need help. That's, that's our family. That's our responsibility. So if it's not told, how do you know it? All you know is that I have to take care of myself. My family's never been there for me. Nobody, nobody ever looked out for me. They hurt me. You know, it could. It, what if it was your family? You've been abused. You've been molested. You've been raped. Whatever you've experienced, when it's at the hands of someone in your family, you don't know anything about a village because you're looking at like this is my family. I can't even expect them to take care of me or to look out for me to be there for me. How in the world am I going to look to a total stranger? and allow you into my space, not talking about welcome you into the village. I can't even welcome you into my life. Uh, hashtag amen. I mean, you know, it's just how, how, how do we get that mentality back? Because it is really something that has to be taught. It's something that's transferred from generation to generation. The sad part is the father, each generation we get fought. I feel that I get father from my grandmother. You know, it's, we're losing it because not everyone oh. is willing to teach it. 
I may be teaching it, you know, I know my sister, we're teaching it, but what if everyone in the family is not buying in because they feel like, well, I don't, they, they think they're better than me. You know, you're going to have those people where, oh, yeah. now because they got a little money, you know, they think yeah. it, you know, and so then they begin to break off from the village. Yeah. But it's something um, that has to be taught. It has to be transferred from generation to generation. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know, um, I know that, you know, when my grandmother passed last year, um, and I was very honest during during that time period um, afterwards, I don't think I talked much about her as she was battling her last six months of life. But um, one of the things that I said, because um, she was my only connection to the quote-unquote village, right? And, and when my grandmother passed, I said that when they when my family sees me it will be far in few between because i honestly was more hurt by the village than i was helped and so that is and so you know you you do kind of get that that independent um thing you know and i've said this you know, before, and I think I've posted it before, whatever, I know y'all have heard me say it, that sometimes to break generational curses, you have to break the generation. And there were a lot of generational curses, I feel, following my family passed down more foolishness than wisdom. And in order for me not to pass it on to my son and anything that comes after that, I felt like I needed to, to to break the generation, so to speak. I needed to completely be cut off from the village. Now, how I translate that part, how how it's affected me as a, you know, a now 40-plus-year-old woman and doing the things that I do, it, it, it takes a whole lot of prayer because I have wanted a circle so bad that I had, I've allowed people in my circle that had no business there and have ended up hurt, which brings you back to that original village hurt. So I had to, you know, constantly pray for my discernment in in wanting to, to build a community and, and do those things and be connected with like like minded men and women to so I don't feel like I have no choice but to be a dot. You know? I mean I'm closer to, to y'all and, you know, Shannon like my sister from another mother for sure. You know, but I'm closer to y'all and tell, talk and share more things with y'all than I do people that share my same DNA. And it took a a a lot of prayer and growth and baby steps, and I'm still learning to expand my my diet to where I could say this is my my circle. These are my these. This is my um tribe, so to speak. This is my, I finally have a village, you know, in those things. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it is a, it's a battle that I didn't choose, uh, but it's a battle that I, that I had to deal with no less. Queen Shannon. Well, I would, I would, let me ask this. So, I mean, so we see pretty much some of the, we can, some of the breakdowns in the in the family circle. Yeah. But now, some of these business circles, I don't know, because in all of the 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 information and all the, you know, the studying and the books that I read and listen to, no business that I know of, no successful person, did it all on their own. They right. had people so I don't understand how you can say you're successful and you're a dot. I don't understand mm-hmm. that. Or is it that you've run people away from wanting to help? You, you or they forgot where their help came personally. from. You ask it. You asking me personally, or this a indirect? Well, you know, just like a, you know, just an indirect. Like I mean, like what do y'all think about that? Because I personally think, like I said, to hear that, like I said, all the stuff that I read and 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 listen to. You know, and I'm a firm believer in 
the law of attraction. You attract the people that you need at the time. You know, you, those people will come. God is going to send those right. people to your way as you need them. And, yes, I'm a believer of some people are reasoning seasons and then you have lifetime. I, I believe that as well. However, you, I don't. I don't understand how can you be a successful business owner, a successful entrepreneur, and say your circle is a dot. Because how are you still growing? I mean, so can you be successful without a village? I, I think. Can you be successful without a village? I think you can. I don't think you can necessarily be successful as a dot. Um, and I and I say that. Um, as my circle of, you know, people that, that I connect with, right, the people that I consider in my want to die now, it's a growing circle. See, I've grown a little mm-hmm. bit. But um, I can say, you know, I could pinpoint people that have helped me or supported me do, during this, this, and this. And it is a growing circle. Like, it may not be considered all the way a circle, but it's a circle to me because it's more than the dot that was just Valencia. Is it a village? No. Um, is Will it one day become a village? I don't know. And it depends on, like, do you still need a village as you're an adult? And we're talking about personally and professionally. And I could honestly say within my time, you know, out here in this, in this world speaking and writing and doing shows and those things, I have had people come into my life at different seasons for different reasons um, to, you know, um, to support me and say, hey, I'm proud of you. Some people, even from my village as a little girl, have came back and, and said that. So I'm still, you know, we grow till we die. And we learn till we die. And I think maybe part of the problem is a lot of people are so closed off, they're not willing to acknowledge or see the circle until the circle has left, so to speak. Yeah, thoughts? Uh, well, from what Shannon said and then what you just said, it gives me two questions. And each of you can take whichever one you want. One, how would we define a you know a village? Because maybe that's where we need to look. Exactly, what do you define a village? Just because, like you say, it's not a dot. You know, it may be a circle. What defines a village? Is it based on numbers? You know, that part. But then the question is, you know, okay, after we figure out how we define a village, where where do we you know where do we begin to say you know that it's okay for us to change. Because if you think about it, the village that you need when your kids are two and four is different than the village you need when they're 32 and 34. So the dynamics have to change. So what is the look? What does what does that change constitute? What makes that dynamic? So two questions. Okay. So if, you go, if we're going to go take the definition of village, the village. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go with the group of group of cows um, part, um, but let's go with this this other part: a self-contained district or community within a town or city. So let's say within your life, I would say a self-contained community. Your your personal self-contained community. So I would say, to me. Even Valencia, as you said, you know, it might not be a village, but it's a circle. I would still consider a circle a village because it's 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 self-contained, exactly. and, it, and it's your community. It's not it's not a huge community, but it is your community. That's your your, <laughs> you know, that's your little township, so to speak. So it's still a village. Um, a dot, really, a dot. Honestly, to me, a dot is just you. Yeah. So when you say my village is down to, you know, my circle is down to a dot, okay, so what you're saying is you only have you. And to me, if you only have you, I can't say that that's something wrong with everybody else. 
Right. Because there's only one common factor that every that, that that in that whole situation of whatever's happened with you and everybody, you're the only thing common. And you might want to take a step back and do some self healing, do some self love, figure out who you are, mm-hmm. and then jump back out and jump back into it, and then you'll see that you'll start to attract those people that you need, your community, your village, your circle. Because I I do believe you need somebody. I mean, I often refer back to the Bible because everybody, you you know, most people have read the Bible and a lot of people refer to it, but even in the Bible, when 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 the when prophets and Paul and all of them were sent out, they were not sent out by themselves. Exactly. They were still somebody sent with them. At the same time, this is why the Messiah would say where there are two or three gathered, meaning I don't need a big building full of people, just two or three of you. And if the two yeah. or three of y'all believe, you can make it happen. Yeah, I can make some stuff happen on my own, believing by myself, but do you can you imagine that what we can do if two or three of us believe the exact same thing? The amount of energy that we put behind it. So I'm a I'm a believer wow. you need. You do need someone. So don't you know, so people I, I don't I can I've been making moves by myself, doing it by myself. Yeah, okay. But if you take a step back and actually listen and allow other people to help, you might have been a whole lot further than you are right now. Mm. Amen. I'm just not going to say nothing. <laughs> but Shannon has, so I guess, I guess I don't have a circle. I guess I have a village then. Which is fine. Which I'm happy mm-hmm. with that. So maybe that's the new new thing. Maybe it's just it's not that you don't have a village, it's that your village will change as you get older, but you're still mm-hmm. not alone. And I think when we see, you know, people depressed and committing suicide, you know, in different things of, of that nature, I think it's very much a dot mentality whether it's on purpose or not so to speak Mm -hmm. but if you look at um you know if you look at your your circle or your village you can have different villages and i i think we'll definitely have to do a part two on this um to talk about you know different villages you know, and sure. how your villages or your mm-hmm. circles intersect, like a Venn diagram. If you got kids, you know what that is. Right. <laughs> I think it's, called, it's I think that's what it's called a Venn diagram. When you got one circle and another circle, and at some part they intersect. But it's mm-hmm. still not that. Think not. You're not alone. You're not a dot. Because I could say there, there's people in my phone or who I'm connected to that I could say, hey. I'm doing this in New Orleans. Who do you know out there? Or how can you help? How can you support? How can we work together and, you know, do X, Y, and Z? So, you know, I so definitely different villages. I guess we'll be talking about that next week. I think also, um, Valencia, we can uh-huh. pick up with on next week. Also, um, we we raised the question: Can success, you know, can a person have success on their own without the need? One of our listeners, um, Robin um, King, has um, emailed me, um, messaged me. I think it, and she put, I think it depends on your definition of success because success is not mm-hmm. a one size fits all. Um, what works for, you know, and what works for one, well, for one family, you know, or one business and what they deem successful may not be what another family, you know, or another person deem as being successful. Um, but she put, however, the bottom line is we need other people, business transactions. As we grow in business, we build a network and develop develop relationships, whether close or not, we all need somebody. And I think that goes along with what you just said. There may be different, yeah, there's different villages. So we may have that that village of people that we that are just connections because at the end of the day what is a village? It is those connections, those relationships that we create that are supposed to be, you know, there should be some sense of um growth, some sense of um security, some love. There should be some things that we are getting out of it just like we're putting into uh-huh. to it. Absolutely. So I do think um 
this is going to be really worthy of a part two. I, I definitely um, agree. And ladies, I guess we'll go ahead and uh, give our closing thoughts. And, you know, kings and queens, make sure you join us next Tuesday, same time, same place. And we're going to discuss the your different villages um, and some other things with that. You know, your your village as an adult. What does that mean? What does it look like? You know, as Queen Shannon mentioned earlier um, about the numbers, I think, or one one of my queens mentioned it, you know, the when we look at the, the quality, the quantity, where do those villages, villages, I can't even talk, uh, intersect. <laughs> so I definitely look forward to that. Um, I want to give a shout out to Queen Robin for her comments to LaVon and Erica as well, who left the um, of yeah, I see movement. Uh, I'm like we're getting people are hitting, really liking that poll. Yeah, we um. So we'll definitely oh. continue this next week, and you guys can leave your questions and comments on either one of our Facebook page, the Define You Radio wow. uh, Facebook page. Somebody has a question, even though we're a minute after <laughs> somebody called in with a comment. Um, oh, wow. okay, y'all. Y'all want to take it or you want to pick it up next week? What y'all want to do? Let's take it. Let's take it. Yes. Okay, Queen Shannon. Okay, let's let's see. Hi, caller. Welcome to Define You Radio. Um, the last two numbers of your phone is 5-3. Go ahead, please. You know, I was going to ask a question. You guys got 27 minutes left. What are you doing? Taking off early to get to the club or what? I don't know. But, uh... I- Okay, how can I help you? You're talking about you need a village. Well, it has to be a functional village. That's the key thing. You villages are already established, but many are not functional. And to build a community, the people of that community are some, I don't want to say the people of the community, but some authority in the community, especially along the lines of businesses should be able to supply what that community needs in order to sustain itself. And that gets into some complications, too. So if you don't have the system where you have businesses, businesses control politics, politics control police, businesses control the media, all that makes a functional village. I just want to put that out there. Okay, well, we appreciate your comment and continue listening. Thank you so much. Okay, kings and queens, thank you guys for listening in, both our online and live listeners. Uh, Can't wait to continue this discussion next week um, for do we really need a village or a diet building community. That's the goal here of Define You Radio, as even Define You Radio is a is a village. We've built this into a village in the community, and we welcome you guys all in. Um, ladies, would y'all like to leave a closing thought before we call it a night? I'm going to save my closing thought until part two. <laughs> Queen LeBron. Well, this, my, I, I have a closing thought. It's just something that I've said before in different teachings, and I just think that it's fitting with this. Um, when we think about the world and we think about the earth, I always look at it this way. When God created this earth, he created everything that we needed. He made, there's air, there's water, there's, he made, there's vegetation, there's um, animals. Everything that we needed to sustain our life was planted in the earth. And when he created, even when he created man and woman, he understood that man could not live alone on this earth, so he created a helpmate. And through that, he did tell them to be fruitful and multiply. So that was our signal. That signified that we need, there's a need for relationship. There's a need for community. There's a need for the village. It's something that we get from each other. We weren't intended to be alone. We weren't intended to be just that diet. You know, there was supposed to be a, a circle. There was supposed to be a village. There was supposed to be a community. So we have to think about it that way. We weren't putting this earth alone. If all we needed was just ourselves, then he would have created one man and left it at that. 
preach, mm. church, and that's pretty much all I got to say. Make sure you guys tune in next week. We'd really love to hear your opinions on, um, we're going to talk more about the village, your village as an adult, building that with, you know, quality, quantity, um, and so on and so forth, you know. We all, we all need need a village. Maybe the suicide rates will go down. Maybe the murder rates will go down. We have to, you know, if if not us, then who? And if not now, then when? So with that being said, pens and papers down. Class is officially over. Until next time, remember your past doesn't define you. It gives you definition, and what you do with that is up to you. And don't forget your tickets to the movie experience. <laughs> Good yes. night. Yes. Good night. Good night. What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Doing business like a CEO while saving like a CFO. Staples has all the supplies you need to run your business like a boss at prices that'll make your bookkeeper smile. Now that is an achievement. Everything from markers and pens to 2019 desk calendars. And right now, a 12-pack of Sharpie markers and an 8-pack of Expo dry erase markers are only $4.99 each. At Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. Ends one nineteen nineteen in store only.